0: I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, saying goodbye to October and October projects and the permission to stop. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 472. Bye-bye, October. Bye-bye, October, because it is almost November, and that means something very specific in my head in terms of the podcast, and I felt like I needed to close things out a little bit first. Start with a little bit of a clean slate. Somehow, when I set up my weekly drawing sessions through October, I didn't schedule one for today, this final Sunday in October. I'm sure at the time I must have had a reason. It must have made sense. But then I forgot that I had done that. I forgot whatever the reason was. I forgot that I hadn't scheduled a session i even picked drawing prompts last weekend to share for this last day before halloween divvying up some halloween themed pics for the two different sundays so i really didn't know i checked and i double checked to be able to remind people of time change issues that are different other places than in the u.s i had everything lined up and in order except nothing on the calendar. So when I realized there was nothing on the calendar, I started to add it. It's sort of become a thing every weekend, every Sunday. I noticed early enough that I could have sent out the hounds, let people know that I was opening the gates. You know, I'm being melodramatic, but it was early enough to try and do it, but I didn't because... It probably wouldn't have worked. It has surprised me again and again and again how incredibly hard it is to get a few people who want to draw together to draw. Now, I am super grateful for those who do join me. We have the nicest group of people who choose to draw together together. But I'm always surprised by my lack of green thumb, so to speak. Things just don't grow. Despite my best efforts, things don't grow. The podcast, my drawing group, things just do not grow for me. I've got something sitting in the windowsill in the kitchen that should be almost impossible to not grow. By its very nature, there should be nothing I could do to this thing. And it's not doing well. Now, it's not doing well, and I think at least that one's probably my fault. I am not as attentive, maybe, as I should be. But these other things that don't grow, I sometimes feel like I wear myself out trying to make them grow. Trying to do the right thing. The right things. Again and again and again, I hear the whispers, the echoes. It's me. It's got to be me. It's just me. I think it's me, and that haunts me a bit. It really does. It kind of eats away at you. So, perfectly Halloween oriented, right? We could talk about ghosting. We could talk about all kinds of things that fit the season. But I had the Sunday off and I was thinking about NaNoWriMo coming up and thinking about the really, at this point, deeply rooted gratitude thread in November for the show and the kind of writing that I do and the reflection and introspection. So I thought I should go ahead and first talk a little bit about October. So it is a Halloween weekend And I was putting together prompts for this week's Illustrate Your Week, which will be week 44. And I spent some time learning about some of the other celebrations and observances that happen all in the same span of days, all right around each other. It's fascinating sometimes the things we don't know. And we reach a point and we think, how could we possibly not know these things? But we're always learning, things come up, and luckily, knowledge and rabbit holes are just an internet search away. Any time of the day, wake up in the middle of the night, you can check things out. And the little leapfrog path that we sometimes take is interesting in and of itself. I am personally not big on Halloween. I have said that to others of you recently, I'm not a Halloween person. At all. I'm not a dress up person. I don't do costumes. I am very thankful, quite honestly, that my kids are way beyond that at this point. I'm just not a Halloween person, but I do enjoy drawing some of the fun Halloween things in my journal. And so, having realized that, I really embraced that this year pumpkins and bats, a wizard, or at least I interpreted him as a wizard, a cool sugar skull portrait. I enjoy these Halloween drawings. A year or so back, I did a pair of skeletons that were decked out in Day of the Dead costumes. Those were super awesome. One of them had on a butterfly dress or cape. I think it was a dress. And it was such fun. It was a fun thing to do. And include in my pages, it's something that I remember just doing. I can sort of picture it's there in the middle of this page, this really tall, skinny, skeletal Halloween, Day of the Dead thing. I could do them again. I don't mind drawing things over and over and again. And sometimes I think maybe that's odd. Maybe that's unusual. I am not sure. Sometimes I know I draw portraits and I look down later and think, I'm pretty sure maybe I drew this before. Sometimes I just don't know for sure. But sometimes I do actually think, oh, I want to draw it again. It doesn't bother me to do that. I routinely run across some finger puppets or a Pez dispenser here or there or a toy truck and I draw it. Again. And I know that next year I'll probably draw that same Pez dispenser again. And then I might draw the same truck dozens of times. I just don't mind drawing these things again. It's kind of nice, something comforting in it, the familiarity of it. And then, in truth, I just watched Harry Potter the entire series again. (laughs) And some days, I think I could just put it on every night and be fine with that. I would always see something that I think I never saw before because it always amazes me. I've seen them many times. And I will look up from what I'm drawing or knitting and think, I don't know that I ever noticed that before. And that always scares me a little bit, but it also makes it always somehow new to watch and always comforting. I could just be content. So I can draw the same things over and over. It is no wonder I am such an outcast. Maybe. Maybe I am just that odd. I never really thought that to be the case. I never thought that to be the reason. But maybe it is. Maybe it is. So Halloween drawings are fun. I don't think I got quite my fill of them, though. Which is interesting. I don't think I've ever felt that way about Halloween. Now, I always feel that way in December, but about Halloween, I never have felt that way or identified it as such. This year, I really identified the simple pleasure in these drawings, that they made me smile in some way, that there is a playfulness to them. But I don't think I got my fill of them because there are always so many things to draw, so many things about Halloween that I could have chosen to draw, but most of October— has been cannibalized by Inktober. For me, that meant inkto portraits and an almost, almost unexpected mashup with Birdtober. In the last show, I was thinking about Birdtober and thought maybe I would letter the bird name with the portraits. I was just thinking, maybe I'll write out the word, the name. And then somehow... On day one, I drew the first bird next to the portrait, and that set the wheel in motion as if it was just rolling completely downhill. Having put the first bird on the page, I didn't exactly know how not to do the next bird, even though I really wasn't sure I could commit to a full set of them. I don't know. My day-to-day work has reached new levels of something. I don't even know what word to put there. I don't know what word I want to commit to saying out loud to complete that sentence. But something. My balance was kind of askew for October. I think that's true. And trying to do daily portraits and daily birds. And keep up with Illustrate Your Week. That was a struggle. Now, in general, I stick pretty close to my one thing a day. That's an approach to balancing my life, my creative time, my margins, my energy. People often tell me that there's just no way they can do that. And I appreciate that. I do. I empathize with that and I sympathize with that. They can't do it because they just have too many interests. And the subtext is that they think I don't have any other interests. But of course I do. Of course I do. I never said it's easy. It's a decision I've made to really narrow in on this one thing. It is a decision and an approach that I have, I guess, evolved to through the many years of this podcast, the many years that this podcast has sort of tracked or synced up with or coincided with my own journey as someone who has a creative hobby, a creative life on the side or in the margins. So I sort of now do this one thing a day. And in the last several years, that has been my illustrated journal. It is freeform enough and loose enough and big enough and it can hold everything it's so wonderfully magical in the fact that there are so few rules that it's deep enough and wide enough to be my one thing and that really has worked for me it doesn't mean that it's totally easy. It doesn't mean that there aren't other things that I would sometimes love to do and try and I think about. And sometimes I go a little bit down the path of doing other things. And I just can't always fit it all in. And I don't like to feel all scattered about it either. So I never said it's easy. But I have learned through the years that with the right outlet, the right project, the right rubric, the right sort of personal investment and the feeling that I get what I'm looking for the right thing out of it the right meaning the right satisfaction with all of that in place I am pretty happy focusing in and just putting in earplugs to drown out all the other things so it isn't easy they don't just go away it's not that I don't do other things or like other things and I get a little bit antsy when people wrongly assume that it is simply easy, that I don't have other interests because I do. Now, I also don't just really, really, really strictly only do the one thing. Sometimes I add a second small project. And in recent months, I had three going a couple of times. But sometimes it's a real stretch. And depending on what the other project is or might be or how much time it involves or sort of what the logistics are sometimes it just doesn't work sometimes the energy isn't there even when i really 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 want that project when i really want to be able to do both you have to know what makes you the most balanced the most fulfilled the most able to turn in at night knowing that yes you did your creative thing you're happy about it and you're not pining in that moment for something else. So, I don't count knitting. I generally have something knitting oriented that I can pick up and work on or that is in progress. I don't count that. Those don't count. October is a weird month though because my illustrated sketchbook takes a back seat in Inktober and that's not true in most other months. In most months, my Illustrate Your Week Illustrated Journal is sort of my one main thing right now. But in Inktober, it gets pushed to the side a little bit because of Inkto Portraits, which is the series of prompts that I do for Inktober. And since I don't want the Illustrated Journal to fall out of the car As the month bounces along, then I have to make sure that every day I have time for it and also time to do this portrait. And then this year I added the birds and it felt like a lot. Portraits and birds and illustrate your week. And I was so, so, so very tired. But I started out with yet another project. I started out October with a sidekick urban sketching challenge just a little one a little one little bitty like a fun size one and I said I might do it in the last show and so I did because I often think when we say something out loud we hear ourselves say it and then we've sort of in the slightest way we've committed (laughs) we've put ourselves a few steps closer to making it happen I think there's real truth in that. Sometimes when we say it out loud, we're more likely to at least give it a go. So I tried. I set myself up for the fun size challenge. I tried to build on my momentum of my little walk. <laughs> walk by the lake. I tried to go out each day for a walk and stop and draw something in front of me. I would walk three quarters or a mile away from my house And then stop, stand on the sidewalk, and draw something and hope that people didn't look out their windows and think somehow I was canvassing the area or a stalker or just all kinds of things. There's a lot of anxiety that comes up in doing that. Walking around the lake was different. When you're walking through a neighborhood and you just stop and decide to draw somebody's house, it could be misinterpreted. But that's what I was doing. So then I missed two days in a row in the first seven. Missed two days in a row. I did five out of the seven. And I just missed the first one when I saw a James Clear blurb about not missing two in a row. That he never lets himself miss twice in a row. And I read that and I thought, oh. It made a lot of sense. And then somehow I let myself really consciously go ahead and miss that second day. But then I went the next day and I tried to keep it going, even though I wasn't hitting every day. The work stuff was just too much this month, and I couldn't gain the momentum to head out midday for fresh air and a quick drawing. It sounds really easy and like it should be easy. And like when you work at home, you should have all this extra time to do these things. And you really, that's not not my scenario. That's never been for me how it has played out. And I just wasn't able to just get up and leave and make that happen. So I ended up in a position where to fit it all in, the urban drawing, the fun size challenge, and the portrait, which I really care about, and the birds, but since I committed to doing I also really cared about, and Illustrate Your Week, which I was not willing to let really slide by, I ended up in this position where I had to do it all at the end of the day. And that's just, it was a lot. Stopping at 5.30 or 6 in order to try and get out to do this urban sketching walk before dark made it harder for me then to have energy to do the portrait and the birds. And it's A little bit of a domino thing. And so, at some point midway, I don't know exactly what day it was, but I graciously let myself off the hook. And that's what I want to say to you today. That is what I want to say that it is okay to let yourself off the hook. It is okay to start a project and not finish. It is okay to stop a project because you simply can't manage it, or you really don't enjoy it, or it just isn't working out. It is okay. Sure, there is satisfaction in finishing projects, in being able to stick with a project that you start. In seeing something you start through to its conclusion. There is great satisfaction in that. Personal satisfaction. But it's okay when that doesn't happen. This isn't the first project this year that I ultimately had to throw in the towel on. And this was a fun size project, and the other one wasn't. But either way, no one really cares that's the first thing to know when you decide or debate and then decide about whether or not you want to stop doing something that you are doing probably no one else really cares we might think that others are really watching and invested in whether or not we make it to the finish line that we set up but really unless there's money on the line or it's actually a job then choosing to stop doing a project is really a very personal decision. If you really want to do something and you start, then yes, give it your all. If you stumbled, but you are still committed, then stand back up, brush off your knees and show up the next day. But if the pattern of stumbling starts to really weigh you down, you should stop and ask yourself why you are doing it. What will you lose if you stop doing it? How will you feel? Who will really care other than you? Does it mean it can never happen again, that you can't try it again another time? Was it maybe just not the right time, even if you wanted it to be? What will you gain if you stop? What will you gain if you stop? It takes a lot of self-discipline to do the kinds of challenges that all of us routinely set up for ourselves. Over and over and over, we dive into 7-day or 30-day or 31-day or other daily projects. There are so many challenges each month that you can choose to be a part of every single month. There are so many prompt sets. You can find a challenge for anything that you like to do. And I often think that if I do a community challenge, I'll fit in better, make friends, I'll gain something other than just practice. And generally, I think challenges end up being personal exercises and self-discipline and self-accountability. Maybe you join challenges for the same reason. I think a lot of us do. Now, I still do them. I still do them. I enjoy them. I gain a lot by exercising that part of me, that self-discipline and self-accountability and stick with itness. I think we benefit from doing that. I benefit from reminding myself over and over that I can stick with things, that I can fit in at least this one thing, that I can keep showing up just for myself, and that I think I am improving when I do these things, even if it is unnoticed by anyone else because really we are doing these things for ourselves if you are just doing your projects for a bunch of likes then i don't know how ultimately rewarding it really is or how real that whole scenario really is so i still do all these projects well i don't know that i do that many but there are several that provide some anchors in my year actually, I stopped more than one other one this year. I might have a trend this year (laughs) thinking that through. It is okay to stop projects. It really is. And I think the sooner in the process that you clearly say to yourself, because it is really important to actually say to yourself, okay, I'm going to go ahead and stop. The sooner you clearly do that, that you're upfront with yourself about it, the better. When you say, okay, It's not working or okay. I am going to quit pretending that I'm going to manage this project this way. The sooner you do all of that, the sooner you can breathe a little easier. You might find that it's just a little bit of a load off your shoulders. And this might come up again later this year because the one really big project that I had to let go still hurts. It hurts so bad. But I did have to let something go. And then another one I started, I also didn't finish. And then this one. And maybe maybe there are others. I'll have to think about it. Actually, there might be, oh dear, oh wow, this could be a really a, a banner year. <laughs> a banner year. But you know, I've been been there every day in my journal. And to me, that's the one thing. And so it might sound like I'm acting like it's easy. To stop a project. And that's not it. Sometimes it's very hard. It feels demoralizing sometimes. It feels depressing. It feels stressful. It feels sad. Sometimes it's easy and sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's heartbreaking. Sometimes it's something that we individually have to wrestle with. Why am I doing it? And do I have to keep going? This time, it was kind of easy. I knew I just couldn't keep up. I just had too many things. Now, I didn't stop because of this. (laughs) But I will say that my urban drawing efforts were atrocious. They were really awful. I did really wonder more than once... With a hefty amount of skepticism, if I would see any improvement in 30 days with 30 days of repetition, 31. I think the reality is that one month probably wouldn't have made a big difference at the rate I was going. But in the beginning, I did it. Like I said, I would walk somewhere, three quarters of a mile, a mile, stop, draw, 10 minutes maybe. Nothing ever fit. My lines are crazy askew. The fitting was really a big problem. There's just so much to get in. You start to realize that as you stand there, there's just so much, so much detail. To even begin to get it in was a struggle. I would typically finish up and I'd write a little note of just scroll on the margins. Oh, there should have been four windows here, not two, or this should have been much larger. I didn't spend a ton of time on these. I didn't time it, maybe 10 minutes. I felt really good doing it. I felt proud of myself doing it. And yet, even so, I knew that I just couldn't keep up with it right now. So it was a good first step, though, at trying this, at really looking objectively at where I'm at with this kind of drawing, at trying to decide what my next step would be. If I can even picture myself working in watercolor while standing on the street and I don't know that I can, but I don't know how to try and be a part of a group somewhere if I can't figure this out for myself. So it was a good first step. It was informative. It was empowering in its own way. It was good just to tune everything out and stand there and try to do it and ignore cars passing by and whatever. So a good first step, and it won't be my last. But it did remind me how hard that type of drawing is for me. And, of course, that's the argument for practice and repetition. Of all the things I was doing, though, I enjoy the portraits and the birds more. And since the portrait series is my own set of prompts, I felt I really had to show up there. I had to show up. So that one would be much harder to just quit. So I showed up. I showed up with portraits, I showed up with birds, I showed up in my journal. I had a very full, very, very tiring month, maybe. I felt by the end of this month that I was tired of this daily grind. I don't know that I always feel that way. Sometimes I breeze through month-long challenges like this, but I felt tired this time. And I'm ready just to draw on my own terms and not have it have to be daily in quite that way. Although I have really enjoyed the mashup of birds and portraits, I've said in my comments that it has been surprising how sometimes they seem to go together, that they seem so suited for each other, the portrait and the bird, and it was random, the prompt sets were already in place and I just matched up the days number one inkto portrait and number one birdtober so it was very interesting and I really really sort of love this pairing of portrait and bird and I would be curious about doing a little more of that real people and the bird that they would choose I would love to see how those look if you were having someone draw you and you chose a bird and then putting that together and seeing what happens, I think it's there's something really tantalizing about it in the way it unfolded for me and the way that I draw and just the way it worked. So I really did enjoy it. But I did show up and I feel good about that. And I also feel okay that I had to let go of one of my projects. I know that lots of you showed up all month too. So a big pat on the back for all of you. It's always inspiring when those of us who do know each other in a small community way, when we see each other showing up, especially I think when we're doing different things and we know what it takes to be doing our own thing over and over and over again and showing up. And so I love it when I see people who are doing their own thing, they're super committed, they're showing up every day, they're doing really cool work They're putting themselves out there. I love it. A big pat on the back for all of you. Whether you started and you stopped or whether you made it all the way through, you still deserve that pat on the back because doing something creative every day has immense value and meaning. I saw lots of great series and I appreciate the few people who were drawing portraits alongside me. I did not really expect that this year. Most of the people that have drawn with me before I knew were not going to do portraits, so I didn't really expect it at all. So I'm appreciative of those of you who did, if those of you who did actually are people who even hear this show. And then in the Birdtober feed, so many amazing birds, so many painters, some collage, lots of color, and just so much beautiful work. And so into November we go, and like I said, I needed to get this show out because November is something of a tradition now, and I'm not sure exactly how I can fit things in because I will also be writing all month, but it's not a month that I like to let go, so this one first. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for episode 472. Thank you if you listened all the way through. I have to remember to say all my things up front, and I never do. And it is for that reason that some people don't realize that they know me at Instagram, and they know me through the podcast, and I am the same person. And the person that that references will probably laugh when she hears that. So, I think that's probably not uncommon. As I said, I do not have a very green thumb. I do not have a very green thumb. So I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at Instagram as amy, and I post my art there, and I post the illustrate your week prompts there few people have asked me about 2023 and I do plan to continue. This will be year four of me offering the prompts. I do plan to continue that. It might be that it changes a little bit. Maybe there are some ways I can grow that. I don't know, probably not, but I do plan to offer the prompts. So the music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Hydless. If you are interested in a small group, there is a very small group. We're mostly Sunday coffee people at Facebook, the Creativity Matters group at Facebook. And if you are interested in drawing on a Sunday, definitely you can reach out to me. There are not that many dates left in this calendar year, but there are a few. And in theory, I will be attempting to continue that next year in the new year. So if you're interested, definitely reach out. It's very low key and just kind of like showing up at a coffee shop and we sit and draw for one hour, whatever you want to draw or work on. We draw and we just chat. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone.